Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on warriors, we're gonna make it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Does it feel like you've heard this before? (laughs) Have you maybe listened to this in a past life? She is making past life jokes. (laughs) Um, We have been trying to get this interview for months and months and months, and I always believe everything happens at perfect timing. And so I am so excited that we have Gina with us today. She is a hypnotist. Um, She specializes in past life regression. I know her. I don't know how I found her, which is, again, one of those things that how does that happen? It just does because it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I actually did a past life regression with Gina um, at a really important part of my life. And it was super helpful and incredible. And I will share about that later. But we are so interested in all the things that you do. So we are so excited that you are here. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Thank you. I am excited to be here. I love talking about past life regression, well, hypnosis, but past life regression specifically. And even really, I love hearing like questions of people who have not really done it or not heard a ton about it. Um, It kind of grounds me because I've been doing it for five years, I guess. Um, So yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your questions. That's amazing. Well, I'm like a giddy little, like, I'm so excited over here. So I'm going to have all of the questions because I haven't gotten to do it yet, but I've been so interested in it. And I, I've just been, it's been brought up in my life in like little spurts. And I think that that's how it was meant to happen. Like somebody says something here, or somebody said something there. And then yeah. I read and then this you get book curious. and get curious yeah. and then, you know, things start to happen. So I think if someone had said to me, past life regression, five or six years ago, I would have been like, you have one life. What? (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, People think that because they'll say like past life regression. And I feel like people will understand like the idea of a past life, Mm -hmm. but then they're like, what, what is regression? And like, why would we care? (laughs) Right. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Um, Let's just start like high level here. How did you get into this? How did you start with hypnosis and becoming interested in past lives? Oh my gosh. It's kind of a long story. Like you mentioned, Sarah, it's like a little nugget here, a little push there, you know, that sort of thing. Um, So I actually started out like um, during college, I started um, 
in the wellness industry. So I was like a personal trainer, group exercise instructor. And then I eventually um, migrated to more of like a consultant role, corporate consulting, um, like presenting, public speaking, that sort of thing. But I always worked one-on-one with clients, even when it wasn't like the bulk of my business. And so the way I work with people is like, and even the way I work with people now as a hypnotist was always trying to figure out like a deeper reason You know, like in the wellness field, we all know fruits, vegetables, water, move your body. But like, why aren't we doing that? So Mm -hmm. I was always like digging deeper. And then myself personally, I always struggled with like codependency, anxiety, those sort of things. So personally on my own, I was like reading self-help books and reading about joy and neuroplasticity and all of that stuff. Um, So I eventually ended up seeing a hypnotist. What's so wild and like divinely guided is I was sending people to this one hypnotist before I had ever experienced hypnosis myself. It was just like, I always, I I just always had this like trust in it, oddly enough, even though I had never done it. (laughs) And so um, my partner at the time, his mom, I had gotten them to go to a hypnotist and then I was struggling with anxiety and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and see this. And at the time it was literally just for anxiety. And I didn't know much about past life regression at all. Never really even thought about it. Um, and so I went there, we did a lot of hypnosis and work in this life, this current life, all the way back into the womb, which is a cool experience. Um, but just kind of digging into beliefs and perspectives that I dug up and that was great. Saw her a bunch, eased some things definitely in my mind and body, but I always felt like there's something deeper. Like there's just something deeper to like the flavor of issues that I would always have. And so I actually heard about a past, a a hypnotist who did past life regression locally at the time I was living in Minneapolis. And so I went to him for a past life regression and my mind was blown. And at the time I went because um, my partner at the time was like, you know, I'm okay if we don't get married, but you seem to have commitment issues. He said it a lot nicer. There was way (laughs) more experiences to give him the idea that I had commitment issues. And he knows me well enough that he's like, I'm seeing this in you just check it out. You might. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go into this past life regression with the intention of figuring out like what my commitment issues are. And what was so cool was that like, I not only figured out what was going on there, but I realized that it wasn't a commitment issue. It was a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And it's actually episode two of my podcast. I shared um, pieces of that session and I talk about it. And that to me just blew me open and it created changes in my mind and my body immediately. Like when I left there and went home, I was different, like in a, in a way that I could probably only notice, but it felt so peaceful and so clear to me. I'm the type of person where I can deal with a lot of stuff and I can deal with even more if I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> so having yeah. that understanding and being able to kind of like find my way through it and really understanding what the issue was. It wasn't a commitment issue. It was a fear of failure. And those two issues, you're going to go about them differently. 
So getting that clarity was huge. Um, and then I just continued to do that. I was the type of person where if I went to talk therapy, I would like try to win at therapy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like I would share problems, yeah. but I would like also really wanted to make sure the therapist thought I was doing good. <laughs> you know, it's like, it never ends. <laughs> it's so annoying. But in hypnosis, I could like really relax and totally be myself. Like my conscious mind was to the side. So, um, so I would continue to went to this. Uh, he was actually a therapist who did past life regression. And I went to him a handful of times. And at, at that time, I was also discovering I hate my wellness career. I hate the business that I've built. I'm totally burned out. And I was, uh, was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a year to figure out what I want to do. And before that year began, one month before the year began, I was like, maybe hypnosis is what I want to do. And then a big part of me was like, no, <laughs> you are not going to be a hypnotist. Like what? I just want to go with the flow. I don't want to fight the current, you know, because yes. I think when people hear hypnotists, they think of like stage, they think of like some sort of charlatan who's going to yeah. like hypnotize your wallet away from you. <laughs> and it was like, I just want a job. Like, I just want to be a normal person who shows up to their job, and whatever. <laughs> And so I literally resisted that feeling for five solid months. And then I reached out to the hypnotist that I would go to. And I asked him, like, do you think I would be good at this? Do you think? And this was like five years after I had been a client of his. And he recommended someone. I went to this person for training. And that was my first hypnosis training. That was um, summer of 2018. So not quite five years ago. And my mind was blown in that hypnosis training. I couldn't believe all the stuff we could do with hypnosis. Not only is past life regression super cool, and I'm way into that, but like all the other things that we can do in hypnosis was just blew my mind. And I, yeah. And so then a year after seeing clients, I started a podcast because it was like, everybody was like, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, you know, why don't I just start a podcast? And now all of my clients come through my podcast, mm. which is really, really cool. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the story. Or at least that's the highlights of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so cool. And I love that, um, you, that, that, what's the word I'm thinking of limiting beliefs. You had that limiting belief about it. And yeah. so, you know, I can't do this because people think that it's weird or whatever. And then you pushed past mm -hmm. it. It has to feel good to push past those types of things. And I think that, you know, yeah. it sounds like it was something that was just, that's what you were meant to do since it was such an interest for you and you were so drawn to it. So that's really cool. And you know, it's so weird though. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but as a kid, we would play this game where it'd be like, okay, pretend like you're laying on a beach maybe only future hypnotists did this, but I would get, I would get people to lay down and I'd be like, close your eyes, pretend like you're on a beach. And then I'd run my finger over their arm and I'd be like, and I'm putting sand yeah. in it. And then they wouldn't be able to get up. Yeah. And I feel like when I look back, I'm like, I was doing this stuff before I even knew what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like light as a feather, stiff as a board yeah. too, when you're at sleepovers. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. All yes. Of that. Yes. That. For sure. So do you do hypnosis? for other purposes as well with clients or just past life regression? Yeah. So I'm, my main thing is past life regression. It's what people come to me for, but other sessions that I offer is accessing that space between lives. Michael Newton call it the life between lives. I can do, um, with clients, divine guidance sessions where they, you know, access their higher self, 
or their spirit guides for questions, healings, kind of like an access your own psychic situation, but you're the psychic. Um, you can go to you can access like you could go visit ancestors whether wow. they were here when you were here and have passed on you can access so much in that hypnotic space but primarily what I do is when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients it's in mm -hmm. that past life space and every once in a while someone might kind of go rogue and that's totally fine but primarily that and then in addition to that I work with groups so um, we'll go exploring for example I have a group called kinship we meet every month and that is me over zoom like doing a hypnotic journey everyone's at home relaxing and then they wake up and we share about it which is really really fun to so like cool. what did you get when you encountered your spirit guides yeah. or what did you get in this past life it's a really fun uh, yeah it's so fun to explore and it's healing which is like yeah just my favorite intersection I think that uh, my higher self is hilariously sassy like I when when we when she, whoever they, whatever it was, <laughs> talked to me and said the things, I remember like thinking, it's the weirdest thing when you're doing this because you're like there, but not there. And you can like sort, you kind of know what's happening, but you don't know what's happening. But anyways, the point of that is talking to your higher self is one of the most powerful things that you can do because it's dropping the knowledge, but it's like, you but not you dropping it it's like I don't even know how to explain it but I learned so much from what my higher self had to say to me it was weird yeah. I know it all sounds weird to everybody listening but it is one of the most healing and cool cool things I've like ever experienced yeah it's like transcendental a lot yes. of people will the way people experience like or share their experiences uh, with psychedelics or stuff like yes. that when they have these life-changing experience it's similar to that or at least the way, that's the way it sounds for me so can you help our listeners understand what a past life regression is and what that looks like for people and maybe yes. even past lives I think that people are interested but they don't know a whole lot Okay, so first I will start with the hypnosis piece and then I'll go into the past lives piece. So um, we use hypnosis to access, for example, past life memories because we're working in the subconscious mind when we're working in hypnosis. And the idea is that the subconscious mind holds every memory of everything that's ever happened to us. So if you're freaky enough to believe in past lives, that would include past lives, life between lives, lives on other planets, who knows? Um, so we move into a hypnotic trance, which as the hypnotist, I say an induction, which sounds and feels a lot like a guided meditation. And then you move into that trance space. Everyone, uh, it seems like a common thing that people say is like, I didn't feel like I was hypnotized. And I think it's because when we think of hypnosis and we think of that hypnotic trance, we're thinking that we're going to feel out of control. We're going to feel out of it, but real and, and we're going to feel totally different because, oh my gosh, hypnotic trance, but hypnotic trance happens in that brainwave state right before we slip off to sleep. So it is actually a state that we've all been in. If you sleep at night, you're, you go through that state on your way to and from sleep. And some of us even move into it during the day, depending on what we're doing. Um, so all of that is just to say that as the client, most often you feel just in incredibly relaxed and that is where you should be. And sometimes depending on what happens, it can feel like, Ooh, I maybe didn't remember that piece, you know? And, and that is, I, ch I chalk that up to these sessions are 90 minutes to two hours long. And if you and I had a conversation for two hours, 
you would remember basically everything, but you wouldn't remember like every little thing. And the same is true in hypnotic trance. You're super relaxed. And actually when you're in that hypnotic trance state, your conscious mind is there, it's witnessing, but it's so quiet. It's like in the back seat with tape around its mouth (laughs) and your subconscious mind is like driving and it's having the experience and it's pulling up these memories of past lives. Um, So that can be beneficial, for example, if someone's like, oh, I feel like I just can't access my joy. Let's go see a past life where you felt joy easy, effortlessly, automatically. Or someone might say, you know, I really want to figure out this relationship with this one person, or I really want to figure out like why I I want to feel more purpose in my life. Okay, let's go see a past life where you were living in your purpose and found out what that meant to you. Um, So it's a way to like access these other parts of ourselves that maybe aren't on display currently, or maybe we're shut down in our childhood or shut down in a different life. Um, So that's why we use hypnosis for that. A lot of times what people will say is like, I had a session with you and it was like, immediately my intuition came online. Like I was able to connect with my intuition. And I think that maybe that is happening, but I am a big believer that like, that is the client's power and they've always had that. The difference is when we're in hypnotic trance, our senses are heightened, we're completely relaxed, completely focused, and we can feel what that intuition feels like. So when we're out of trance, it's even easier to identify it. So to me, that's what's happening there is like this awakening to like what your intuition actually is. Um, And I say that because I think of intuition as like the invisible phone line to these unseen realms and beings around us. Uh, So that's how we use hypnosis in that space. Past lives, are we accessing past lives? My beliefs change on this every few years. Currently where I'm at right now, I feel like everything, time is something we experience because we're on a rotating planet around a star. So I think everything's happening all at once. And so when I dip into a quote, past life, I think, is it happening right now? Yeah, probably. Is it mine? Maybe, maybe I'm just pulling from like the collective consciousness and I'm just pulling out a life that I need to see right now. Uh, But it happens spontaneously. I really think of these sessions as divinely guided, like they're the client spirit guides, my spirit guides are crafting an experience for the client's highest and greatest good. So, um, so that's what I believe. But if you're someone who believes in like a timeline like that, where you do have past lives, where you are reincarnating on some sort of grand timeline, then this is a way to access that. I've also had clients who don't believe in reincarnation. They don't believe in past lives. And then as the facilitator, I go into it with more talking about like just experiencing a different life, walking a mile in someone else's shoes, getting a different perspective. So you don't necessarily need to have those beliefs of, you know, um, reincarnation solidly to, to move and experience these different realms and these memories of other lives. But it's so powerful because you feel that in your body. Like it really feels like you're that person with those perspectives. And that can just like reignite parts of us that we feel like maybe we've lost or never had connection to. And it can give us a sense of real strength and empowerment in this life too. My bre- like I have like eight million questions. I have so many things coming to my head. Um, so I I just wanted to ask though too. Like, do you think it's possible? I've always since I was younger, I was like I think I died on the Titanic. 
Like I keep, I say that like over and over again, I've been saying it. I have this, like, I've never been on a big boat. I, so I don't have a rational fear, but I, I have this irrational fear of large boats. I have specifically a fear of like the big chains that are, that hold down the anchor of a boat. Um, so there's like specific fears of things that I've never experienced. Is it possible for us to have these flits of things without accessing them through hypnosis, I guess? Mm. Yeah. So at, at the very like basic way to describe it, I describe hypnotic trance as an altered state of consciousness. So you could get there through dance, through drumming, through breathing. You could get there through psychedelics. You could get there spontaneously while you're awake. You could get there in meditation. You can get there in dreams. Like we can access this altered state of consciousness in many, many different ways. And I do believe like when someone has such a feeling like that, Sarah, to me personally, it's like, that's, you're experiencing something from a past life. Now, does that mean you need to go figure it out? I mean, if it's like blocking your life and you want to, yeah. If you came to me as a client with that, I would say, do you want to go experience that life again? And you might be like, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of scary. Um, then I would say like, what do you want to experience? Like, instead of that fear, yeah. what do you want to experience? Maybe you're like, I want to experience like autonomy and freedom and strength and power and self-trust. Let's set that intention. Yeah. Let's set the intention for the session to experience a past life that'll help you feel more purposeful, strong, empowered today. Then we would go through those past life scenes. And after the death scene, most people go through a death, death scene. Every once in a while, someone doesn't. It's all very natural. But after the death scene, I like to take my clients and ask reflective questions on that life. And it's in that space that I would ask, like, why were we shown this past life? Um, I'll ask questions specific to the intention statement that the client had or other questions that they might have for their spirit guides. And so in your situation, I would say, what's the significance of the Titanic and all those mm -hmm. fears and all of that. And you'll probably just get like a boop download of like, I did live that life. Yeah. Like there's no question in my mind. And so that's how I would, I would encounter that. Cause too, it's like, why would you, unless you really like wanted to relive that, like why? Right. Not that yeah. you would be traumatized again. You've already lived through it. The right. worst is over. You're not going to be traumatized again. But like, why don't we go see something, something happen? Different. Yeah. <laughs> more of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which kind of leads me to the next question that I had pop into my head, which was when you're in this state, then are you able to access that parasympathetic system and actually be able to breathe and relax and feel rested, even though you're going through like a past life, like you're living this like other life for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the vast majority of my clients come in. It doesn't matter what their intention statement is. Most of them see a very simple, plain, ordinary life. Yep. And what it's igniting in them is like how simple and beautiful and wonderful life is. And it really kind of helps us with our overproductivity and our striving and that sort of thing. Um, oh, shoot, Sarah, what was your question? I went off on a tangent. Oh, there. no, no. I was, I was saying, can you access that parasympathetic? Because I feel like a lot of us live in fight or flight okay. all the time. So yes. Okay, so what I think is really beautiful about the hypnotic trance state too is like because it's such a relaxed state, you're able to be relaxed while having this knowledge of something that's going on. Um, if it is a past life where you're like sinking on a boat, you wouldn't be as emotionally triggered. You might feel those emotions and say that was, <clears throat> say that was something that a client was going through and they were like, oh, the boat's sinking and they're like, 
maybe breathing heavy or crying, I always ask like, what's behind these tears? And if they feel, if it's a negative emotion, if they feel safe to feel it, it's good to let it up and out. You've maybe been storing this inside your etheric body for hundreds of years, you know? And so to let that up and out. Um, another thing chills. too, the subcon, <laughs> <laughs> and the subcon, and that can make someone feel so light. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times if a client cries a ton during a session, they'll be like, I feel so light. We've all had that feeling in this life. And the same is true when we're in hypnosis. Um, another thing too, I'll say about that. Cause it's a common question I get of like, what if I'm afraid of what I'm going to see? And the subconscious mind is really there to protect us. It's like that whole idea of like, if I put my hand on a hot burner, my hand is off that burner before my conscious mind is like, that's hot. Remove your hand. Yeah. And some people say that comes from your subconscious mind. And I see that happen in my sessions. So I had a client who was incredibly visual. You don't have to be visual. I'm not visual to do these journeys, but she was incredibly visual, vivid scenes, giving me a ton of details. And then for the death scene, all black, all black. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's just for us to like, go in. How do you feel here? What do you know about what's happening? And she was able to tap into those other intuitive senses of feeling and knowing. And she said, Oh, I'm surrounded by a mob of people who are beating me up and that's how I die. (sighs) And so it was like her subconscious mind was like, we'll give you the information, but you don't need to relive Mm -hmm. this. And it, and that stuff happens on a really small level in so many different ways in these sessions. But that's a really blatant way of like how we tend to get what we need. Like I said, these are divinely guided. I believe it's what I see every day when I work with clients. Um, So yeah, it's like there's protection there, but then also sometimes it is okay to really sink into those feelings and just like let them up and out. I would say that in my experience, when I woke up, it was the most relaxed and calm and peaceful I've ever felt in my entire life. It was just, and I feel like the other thing that I had a knowing in a sense, the whole time of like, everything seemed so small, right? So it was all like, it was also giving me perspective, I guess, on my current life. But in there, no matter what I was going through, I was like, oh, this is just a little blip. This is just this. This isn't even, you know, and it's not that it didn't have meaning. It was just, it was a very like, uh, it's a way that I wish I could look at my life every day, but I, but I can't. So I was able to like at this higher level, like just really see things as they are. And that was so comforting. Um, and I, I I do believe, I believe it's divinely guided because no matter where you go, even if that wasn't my life, whatever it taught me helped me to make the decisions and helped me to understand exactly what I needed to know. If you would have told me or you would have told me outside of that, I would have been like, whatever. But like, because it was, you know, I saw this life, I came out of it instead of being like, oh, life is simple. Like you were saying, some people say, I was like, you asked me. Or you asked my higher self, I think, well, what did we learn from this? And I was like, that was really boring. Like, that was what my (laughs) higher self said was like, that was so boring. And it made me appreciate the intricacies of this life I'm living in and the, the, just the depth and the hardships and the ups and the downs and all of the things and just so much big stuff because I was regretting it and I hated it. And then I came out with an appreciation. So I don't know, maybe that wasn't a life. I'm not sure. I kind of believe it was. Um, and I thought, you know, in my mind, 
at that time I was like, oh, I wanted to try something different. And here's where I landed. Yeah. <laughs> Not boring. <laughs> right. The opposite. Because <laughs> the life that you witnessed was one where everything went it was perfectly. so peaceful. Peaceful. You, there was you had nothing. love. Light. Love. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And I had a beautiful partner and kids and everything was just wonderful. But it was like, that was the lesson that you, when you asked, and, and that's the part about this that is so beautiful are the questions and the way you guide it, Gina, because it's so helpful to, to, to take you to the right places to dig into the things that need to be dug into, um, that, you know, when I tried it on my own, it worked as well, but it was not nearly the same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, I have free at home past life journeys. If everyone, if anyone's listening and they're like, Ooh, I'd like to try that out. If you go to past lives in the divine.com, it's like a pop-up and then mm -hmm. you can download it. Um, but it is, it's really interesting because we, someone can tell us like, like if I was giving you a past life reading and I was like, you were a warrior in a past life, yeah. it'd be like, Oh, that's cool. But if you experience that in a hypnotic state, you would feel in your whole being mind, body, heart. This is what it feels like to be a warrior. These are the fears I have. This is the shit that doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. These are the things I'm focused on. And then when you go through the death scene, you can immediately see I would do these things different. Mm -hmm. Or I was really proud that I did these things. And it's so easy to then take that into this life. And I guess that's like a big part of why I do it is like really having those past life experience so you can make today mm -hmm. like this yeah. life better for you. Yeah. Um, the entertainment piece is fun, but like, I really like to bring that integration in and like, how can we take this cool experience and like really bring it down into your life today and how that can help you. So I have done a psychedelic, um, integration therapy session and discovered <sighs> some really amazing things, um, was able to heal some different things and this, I've all, I've just like, I want to make this more accessible. I want to make it more accessible, but you know, laws and everything. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this sounds like a much more accessible way to do something like that. Can you tell us how that would be a similar experience? Because I'm not sure if I visited past lives. I think I did. It's such a different thing because you're in this very altered state of mind, you know, a drug altered state of mind, you know, and yeah, um, yeah. so the things that I experienced were things like I was an alligator and I was a snake and, you know, I became these other animals and things. Um, so, but I was able to feel things that I've never felt before as those creatures and realize things that I've never realized before. So I think that that would be an accessible thing with hypnosis. Do you agree or? Yeah, I, I do agree. I don't have a ton of psychedelic. I mean, I've done mushrooms a couple times, but I'm not a super visual person. And to me, it was like my mind was where it felt like when I was on mushrooms, my mind felt like it feels in hypnotic trance, okay. but I felt more out of control just because in hypnotic trance, like I'm in control. Mm -hmm. um, and so <laughs> with mushrooms, I was like, when is this going to end? Yeah. Like, it's fine, <laughs> but like, when is it going to end? Like, I'm just such a person who stresses out when I don't know yeah. when the end is coming. Right. And so for me, it, it's easier to relax mm -hmm. in that hypnotic setting. Like, because I'm at home, I'm not necessarily on any sort of drug and I don't have any problem with like any sort of drug. Um, 
But for me, that was my experience. But when I hear people's, you know, transcendent experiences with these plant medicines, first of all, I think that like honoring the plant we're ingesting and and the historical context in which we know about it from is really really important and i really do believe that like different plants can take us on different journeys to even have us meet different like ascended masters or enlightened beings so there's that whole element to it that i don't have a ton of information on and don't really have any experience with but when i hear that it's so similar to hypnosis except yeah um yeah. And uh, to your point, Amy, it is like if you have and I'm sure the same is true with psychedelic assisted therapies of like if you have someone with you holding space, asking questions totally customized to what you're experiencing mm-hmm. right now, you're always going to feel safer or hopefully you're with someone you, you feel safe. Yeah, with. Yeah. Um, if not, maybe go find someone you feel safe with. <laughs> but like in that space, we're just going to go farther and explore and learn more. But yeah, I have had um, odd, situ- odd situations. They're not odd, but they're rare, I guess, in a past life regression where someone will be like, I'm a bird. Yeah. It's like, cool (laughs) what does that feel like oh my god (laughs) you know like feel the wind on your wings you're free you know um and it'll just be like a scene and then there'll be a human in the next scene and i don't know what that is but like i just love to get curious and be like now what does this mean why are we seeing this you know and then i ask the questions to try to get the client to figure that out uh which is really really fun so definite overlap there yeah for sure that kind of like leads me to one of my questions and I didn't want to ask you this before I tried it, but like, cause I didn't want it to guide me there, but I'm so curious. What is like the most common thing that happens in these past life regressions? And then the other question is like, I would love to know like the most fascinating one that you experienced with someone. The common experience is that most people see a life, like I said, that's very relaxed and chill and peaceful and potent in a way they're looking for, whether they're looking for love and connection, whether they're feeling like they want more purpose in their life, that would be the theme. But in terms of like people who show up and they're like, I'm here because it's so bizarre. But again, this shit's all divinely guided. It's like the stuff I'm working on, my clients will show up and be like, I'm really having a difficult part of this life. And it's like, fuck, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so, I feel like so lucky because I get this front row seat to like an issue that that's probably different for them because they have a different life and whatever, but like there's common themes to everything. And I really do believe that even just hearing someone else's past life experience, we can get healing from that, uh, which is why I started my podcast to share those stories. Like if you're not ready to dive in or if you're never ready to dive in for sure. Um, So yeah, like the simplicity of it and it really changes. Like right now, a lot of people are coming and they're either looking for like just more of a sense of purpose in their life or a sense of connection. Mm -hmm. And right now I can tell you like just in this, like this year, let's say since January, um, those people are seeing like the people looking for connection are seeing lives where they're connected to other people. But for the most part, they're seeing lives where they're connected to plants Mm 
mm. and the earth yeah. and trees and animals. And it's almost like collectively we're being pushed to like see the divinity in the world around us. Even if you live in a concrete jungle, but there's like a little lilac bush in the corner, like yeah. go over there, put your mm -hmm. face in it, smell it, talk to it. Like, so that's been really cool. And it's something that I feel organically and naturally. And so it's like validating to me to be like, yeah, that's right. Like a way for me to remember that as well. Um, oh gosh. Okay. So the most like, uh, profound, or I don't know how you said it, the, but the most, most session, I guess the session where I was like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> um, was, was this session where, um, her name is Mary. I shared it on my podcast. I don't remember. It's maybe like episode 110 or 111 or something like that but it's called experiencing light beings. And she went through a past life regression, went through the death scene. We came out on the other side. So technically she's kind of floating in that space between lives. I mean, we haven't gone through the, the portal of light or anything like that, but all of a sudden she's like, Oh, they're here. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know, but I'm just like <laughs> blindfolded essentially <laughs> trying to guide this client through there. And I'm like, oh, who are they? And she asked, she said, the light beings, the light beings who visited me when I was a kid. And she was talking. She started, I said, can we ask them questions? And she said, yes, we can. So I started asking them questions of like, what were you doing at the end of her bed when she was a kid? What, you know, like just the questions that she had wanted me to ask, we had discussed before. But when I was asking these questions, the answers she was giving, she was like, almost like talking kind of like it was hard to talk. And so I asked her, is it hard to talk to them? How do you feel? And she's like, their energy is so intense. Like I cannot, it's hard for me to think it's hard for me to talk. And so I said, can you ask them to like put up a shield or step back? We want to talk to them, but like, I don't want you to feel this way. And then she goes, Oh, yeah. Okay. That's better. And I'm like, this shit that just comes to mind. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's amazing to me how strong our minds are. And it just also really cements the fact that this is a free will third dimension. Like what we say goes, we are human and spirit. If we say yes, it's a yes. If we say no, get out of here. It's a no, get out of here. If we say step back, cause your energy is intense. They step back. So that was really, really wild and enlightening. Like so cool. Yeah. Um, I'll say this too. Like, I don't know anyone who's been in the client chair more than me. <laughs> I think I've experienced like over 40 past life oh regressions at this point. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm starting to see, I've seen three different lives on like this red planet <gasps> and I can't, I don't know if it's past or future. Like to me, it just feels like it's all happening at the same time, yeah. but that shit has been wild. Whoa. So wild. Yeah, like I, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I have never had chills this many times in one interview. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about this red planet. <laughs> My body is just okay. like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> We're like these eternal beings that are connected. Maybe we, I'm sure we hooked up in a past life somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my thoughts go to. I have some, I am a very visual person. So when I dream, my dreams are very vivid there. I remember a lot of them. Um, when I tripped and did mushrooms, I, my dreams were, they were so visual to the point where it was things I can't even explain like patterns. Like I was a pattern kind of deal. So, um, my dreams, I've been thinking a lot about this lately and I'm wondering, and if you, 
can talk to this at all. Do you think when we go to a dream state that we are visiting other versions of ourselves or other versions of the timeline, I guess, or if there is a the circle of time that we're in, how do you connect dreams in our dream lives with this? Yeah. So I'll back it up even further. Cause I think dreams included dreams are a part of like this bigger experience of an out of body experience. Like I think some people have this idea of like an out of body experience is going to like change their life or whatever. And it's like, do you dream at night? You're yeah. out of body. Yeah. Like your awareness <laughs> is somewhere else. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, like your soul leaves your body when you die, but every night our awareness travels and it could be just reviewing, you know, garbage thoughts from the day, or you might be the type to like visit. I know a couple people who visit healing rooms and they work in these healing rooms at night and they're just like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't either, but just like play around with it. Get curious with it. Wow. If you're healing people in this healing room in this other dimension while you're sleeping at night, what can you do for yourself in this realm? Wow. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I totally, totally believe that. Is everyone doing it? I don't, probably not, but I think we all have the ability to do that. Yeah. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was asking about that too, because I, like I told you, I became an alligator in this um, psychedelic trip and I've been dreaming about alligators lately. So I'm just like, what is happening? What is the significance of this? Like I had a dream that an alligator gently had me by the foot and was just pulling me gently down like a river. It wasn't attacking. I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel scared. I was confused. I was like, what is happening? And I need to get away because this could be a potentially dangerous situation. But I was like, ah, uh, that's all right. I'm okay. And when they let go, you like let go of my foot voluntarily. And I looked at it and it wasn't injured or anything. And I that's was like, wild. And when I woke up, I thought, okay, this is weird. I need to explore this more because this is another connection of, you know, this, I don't know, this okay. realm. <laughs> Yes. Okay, Sarah. So here's how I interpret dreams. Do you, can I ask you a couple questions? Sure, about please. It? Yeah. Okay. So when I ask these questions, I want you to go with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Like don't overthink it, whatever. Okay. So I want you to just kind of like shift your awareness in the memory of that dream, shift your awareness to the alligator. Okay. Almost to the point where you could like be right beside his mind, hearing his thoughts, feeling his feelings, or maybe you are the alligator. Okay. And doing that, what's the alligator thinking? I've got feeling. You. Say more. I've got you. You're safe. Don't worry. I'm going to get you there. <laughs> That's whoa. <laughs> I <have> full chills. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Like, I've got the this alligator the protection. protecting you. Yeah. yeah. And maybe yeah. it is you as well. I think that sometimes, I really do think that sometimes in our dreams, the dream is more about us and, and we can inhabit every part of that dream mm -hmm. to figure out more. Even if it is like, I'm trapped inside a house. It's like, be the house. What's the house thinking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because a lot of times we can feel like threatened mm -hmm. because we've been like culturally 
conditioned to feel threatened by an alligator. It's very <laughs> good. Yeah, move, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> but like in a dream space, obviously, like you're probably not going to get eaten by an alligator right. <laughs> in that space. So to be able to get in there. And so that's interesting to me. And I, if you were my client, I would encourage you to every time you have a dream about an alligator would be to be the alligator when you, when you wake up, be the alligator and just see what is this alligator trying to do? What is it trying to tell me? How does it feel? What's the message from this alligator? That can be huge. Cause to me, if you were to, if, if I were betting or had to be like, what's going on here, I would assume the alligator is a spirit guide of yours, mm. whether that's their shape or they're just taking on that shape for whatever reason yeah. to get to you to pay attention or to get your attention or whatever. Huh? Yeah. That's so cool. That so cool. So something yeah. that happened right there, um, I wanted to talk about a little bit is that this is very hard for a uh, person of who's type A, right? To go with that first thing to, that comes to your mind. And I have to say that like, if you're going to do any work like this, you have to just trust the process. There was so much letting go. Um, cause I was like, I wonder if she'll do it, but of course Sarah will do it. Cause that like works for her. Like that's her personality. Like she's really good at going like that, but it was so much work for me. It was so hard. I had to really think through, like, I wanted to be like, when, before I had like become completely like, you know, not hypnotized, but well, I guess it is hypnotized, but you know what I mean? Um, I wanted to be yeah. like, is that the right thing to say? You know what I mean? And you kept saying to me, just say whatever comes to your mind, just keep going with it. And so if you go down this path and you're someone who's an overthinker, you really have to start to trust yourself and just go with whatever comes out of your mouth. And that is the weirdest thing of all of it. Not the past lives, not any yeah. of that. For me, it was saying to you the thing that came out of my mouth first because I was like it'll come out and I'm like that was so weird I think I should take it back you know what I mean but like you have to yeah. go with it and if you don't go with it then it really just it won't work in a sense you know so you have to trust the process and yourself from my experience yeah. at least I don't know watching you that was cool too no Amy I you bring up such a good point because it is a point and it is a thing that some people need to like really focus on that letting go and if if someone is listening and they're like "Ooh, that's me um if you listen to episode three of past lives in the divine it's called anatomy of a past life regression understanding how this session unfolds can alleviate a lot of stress of like what's going to happen. Cause when we're like, what's going to happen and we're stressed, we want to control. And that's, you can't do that in these sessions. And as a facilitator, I'm trained and I now have a hypnotic arts training and I train facilitators to understand when a client is being quote too analytical mm -hmm. um, and to encourage them in many different ways to kind of release that and it is actually um, you know after the first past life memory scene however you want to describe it they people get into it yes. you know yes. and I think it is just like you said you start to relax into it you start to feel like okay the story is moving. Yes. <laughs> I can trust what's coming to mind. And even in a time where you say like, I one time was the client and the facilitator, the hypnotist asked like, where are you? And I said, Oh, I think I'm in Ireland. And then later on after the session, I was like, I think I was in France. And it's like, that doesn't really matter. Like it's not really a part of the healing journey. And so I find that if people get a detail quote wrong, yeah. um, that it, it doesn't matter or we figure it out later. Yeah. And you it's know? okay to say, I don't know, because you move it along 
or you say nothing. Like sometimes I was like nothing or I don't know. And I think that's also a scary thing to say. And just trusting the the facilitator, you know, that they're going to move the story along. They're going to say, ask you another question. So it's okay to say, well, nothing. I don't see nothing. No one's here. Or I don't know. I don't remember, but something to that nature. Okay. You bring up a really good point because I think, oh God, I love that point of view, Amy. (laughs) Thank you for saying that because it is something that people will say, like, I don't know, or nothing's coming. And as the facilitator, sometimes I will say, but you do know, Mm -hmm. just wait. And sometimes it is just like a, you're not getting the information. So let's move on. And it really is like you, it's like rely on the facilitator to make that call, but like voice how you're feeling, I think is, is a part of the process. That's what I was trying to say. That's a whole other layer. Yeah. 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 No, you like your, your example was so good though. Um, because that is something that I feel like people kind of get like, can I say this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is really great for people who don't trust themselves because it's going to help them to get to a point to trust their gut, trust their intuition, trust what's coming out of their, their consciousness or subconsciousness and to be able to speak it out loud. I mean, opening up that third eye and your throat chakra kind of at once and the crown, it's like, you're kind of heading that all of the spiritual realm of your chakras and letting them kind of blow wide open. That's, that's a pretty amazing gift to have in a 90 minutes session <laughs> yeah it really yeah, is completely and i think that self-trust thing that you t- that you both mentioned is huge and it is like a big piece that comes up a lot with people especially when people are like uh i want to quit my job but i don't know what or this big decision or i'm at a fork in the road and i don't know what to do instead of like sometimes it'll be like this is the path and you know it you're just afraid but most often it's like it doesn't matter. You're on your path mm-hmm. if you're breathing and in this world. Yeah. Um, and so just really what comes out of those sessions is like this overwhelming self-trust. And that yes. is really cool. Cause it's like, we don't, if you don't have trust in yourself, it's hard to even cultivate mm-hmm. that. Um, and a lot of times we'll turn externally for that validation. But if you can go into a past life, for example, and experience a life where you felt self-trust and you operated that way and it wasn't a big deal and it was just automatic. It's like to feel that in your body will change your life when you come out. So we're almost at our hour, but and we will close appropriately, but I, can you please tell me a little bit about the red planet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Because so, my, um, this, like just my son talks about lives on other planets all the time. Um, especially when he was younger, he tells me about his lives in all of these other places. And the biggest thing he says is that there's so much more fun than here. He's like, you just don't know. He's like, it's just so much more fun everywhere but here. And I was like, well, what are they like? And he always be like, it's so hard to explain. You wouldn't understand the words. Anyways, so I'm fascinated with lives on other planets and other realms, all of those things. So first, what I want to say is um, I think that kids are so connected mm-hmm. and I would be just out of sheer curiosity. <laughs> like I would be like recording him. I, talking, yes, yes, I do. She I do. I record. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I know he tells <laughs> it's, it's stopped as he's gotten older, but he's told me about at least three different lives. Um, and 
they're fascinating. Those were on Earth, and then the other ones were on other planets. And it's just really interesting because of his perspective. And they're words and things that he's never had access to or wouldn't have known. And so... And if I ask too many questions, he always goes, you just wouldn't understand. So then he'll go be like, oh, also today on the playground. And he'll just like snap out of it. It's the wildest thing. And he's like back to being six. He's back to being, yeah, he's back to being a kid. But like for boring a, playground yeah. stories. For a minute, I was like, wait, what do you mean it's more fun everywhere else? And Earth is the hardest. He kept talking about how Earth is the hardest place to live. So I have heard that. It's very dense here. And I mean, I think humans are really struggling right now. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, as we can sense, um, mass shootings being just one of the many issues right. in this country. Um, so the red planet came in um, in a past life, I think maybe like three years ago. And I just like couldn't even believe that I was on a different planet, like in the trance space. I was like, thank God this is like 30 something past life regression because I would not believe this. (laughs) You know, we get what we need when we're ready. And um, in that life, it's like, it's almost like this legacy that I lived on that life where people were, um, I don't, I'm not into Star Wars or Star Trek or anything like that, but it was like we were taking dirt from that planet and testing it to see like, what could we do with this planet? Whether we're like harvesting things or I was actually a part in one of my lives of like setting up essentially what is like this mass healing place on this one planet. Mm. Uh, And the lives are, I always feel incredibly healthy, balanced mentally, <laughs> and, and just like confident and free in those lives. So yeah. there's like this little place in my heart that just really likes those. But I've talked about them on the podcast. And the most recent one I was on, I went in to just really kind of dig into like, what is this fear of heights that I have? Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the height and looking down. It's like when I get high, I literally feel like I'm going to um, high on like a road or something, I feel like I'm going to like fall off the earth Mm. and it's this completely illogical, but it's a bodily reaction. And I think there's a number of things going on with my body that's making it more intense right now, but I wanted to go in and see like, what can I find out from a past life? And that death scene was like epic. Like I essentially fell off that planet. Like I got out of the gravitational pull accidentally and like flew out. And that Whoa. one, I don't remember the, yeah, it was intense. And my friend, Sarah, who we swap sessions with, she's a hypnotist too. And she's the co-creator for my hypnotic arts training. Um, afterwards she like texted me and she was like, holy moly, like you moved some energy. And it was like so much crying, so much weeping. And that one, um, I don't remember the exact number of the episode, but I believe it came out like in the last month or two. And it's called like fear of heights or examining my fear of heights or something like that. But yeah, it's, it was it's wild. wow it's so crazy i was working with little grays one time Whoa. and they were like putting stuff in my body because they couldn't be on the planet oh but i could God. and so then when they came they would take me and put put me into their little ship on a table and they would take this thing out of my abdomen that they were testing and i was freaking out like screaming like ow 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 and then as soon as it was done we all looked at each other and started laughing 
because they were just like, you're so funny. Like the way I would freak out. (laughs) You're taking something out of my abdomen. But it was just so funny. It was like this beautiful, like explosion of emotion. And then just like this love and laughter afterward. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. And that to me is huge because I'm someone with very explosive emotions. It's always been an issue for everybody. Um, And so to feel that love and acceptance and just like, it's not a big deal. It's just, you have a lot of emotion, but also you're this kind of human and you can be on this planet and we can't. So thanks for helping us. So yeah. Wild. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I love everything you just said because it just resonates so deeply with me. I am the same person, like so many emotions that are too much for a lot of people. And that just, I, yeah, yeah. I love that. Wow. Um, This has been amazing. I'm so blown away. I haven't stopped smiling. I'm like, my body has just been in full body chills. Like since we've started talking an hour ago, I want to encourage people who have any kind of skepticism to just really think about the healing that can come from something like this. And even if you don't believe that that's what's happening, believe that your brain is doing what it needs to do to heal and giving you the information that you Mm -hmm. need to hear and feel to get to the place that you need to be. So regardless of what you believe in what is happening in these sessions, there is healing to be found. And I am so excited. I cannot wait to get on your proverbial couch and do my <laughs> own past life regression with you. I can't wait. And my husband is doing one. I'm he, he's going to do is, it. It is like taking, uh, and you know, we're huge fans of therapy here, but it is like taking therapy and fast forwarding it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is like, it's like all, and there are times in our lives where we need that so much we need to quickly get it like we need to know or you just are ready you're at that point and I just I do I highly suggest it I am obviously like one of the biggest skeptics and not I'm a one on the Enneagram I can't let go and I was able to make this work and I think everyone can (laughs) but I mean I also I'm a little biased I think Gina's pretty incredible like she's just such a good guide and facilitator um, a lot. Oh, this is going to be a question I'm sure we get. So I just want to address it. Yes, it was over Zoom. And yes, it still works. I don't, th- you yes. just don't, I've, I do my mediumship over Zoom. I do this over yeah. Zoom. The, the spirit realm is bigger than, you know, you don't need to be in the same room. Um, I promise you it still works. So be sure to check out her podcast. You want to give us the title? Yeah, the podcast is Past Lives and the Divine and the website is pastlivesinthedivine.com. We will put those in our show notes. Yes. Be sure to listen in um, all of the episodes that she um, shared with us and let us know where you can hear more information on each of those. Do you have a Patreon or anything like that where we can have people follow or an Instagram or... Yes, I have Instagram. It's pastlives.tourguide. And I'm on YouTube, but I'm just sharing my podcast episodes on YouTube. So same thing, Past Lives Tour Guide on YouTube if you'd rather listen to a podcast on YouTube. Okay. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you so much. This was so fun. It really was. Anytime. Yes, I love to hear that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Seriously amazing interview. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we finally got to talk. Yes, me too. Me too. Me (laughs) too. Oh my God. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. 
Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're going to make it. Yeah.